What does every agency and business owner really and truly want? And this isn't a trick question. It's not more hours in the day, a luxury holiday, or anything like that either. So let's get into it. Hey, I'm Sean, and this is the Growth Code Podcast, helping you to create more revenue, profit, and freedom in your business. I'll be sharing the ideas, knowledge, and tools I've gathered over a career of helping businesses thrive. So welcome, agencies, consultants, and service-based business owners. Let's create that seven-figure business that loves you back. I had a power hour with a client named Misty recently, and we got into the nuts and bolts of how working with a client who is not your dream client or aligned can really sap the life out of you. So that's what we got talking about. You know the feeling when some clients are like morale hoovers or energy vampires. The project drags high and tail and you dread it when the client phones. It got me thinking. What every agency and business owner really and truly wants is a stream of happy clients who pay their invoices on time. Living the dream, right? Well, you can't make a wish without getting really clear on what it is that you want and what you don't want. So let's get into that. What you do want are aligned clients and best buyers. I've taken inspiration from the good old-fashioned Boston Matrix framework, originally created for looking at market share. I've made my own adaption to look at categories for clients. And this is really powerful if you actually do it. So here's a little summary of the four quadrants. And I've put a link in the show notes if you want to go and grab the graphic. First, think of your best clients. When they call, you love picking up the phone. They treat your team with respect, like creative partners. They pay their invoices on time. Hell, they might even bring up scope creep before you get a chance to. These are aligned clients or ideal clients. And I bet that you would love to find a dozen more of them. Next, think of your best buyers. These are dream clients, whales. They're big spenders. And if you landed another two or three of them, it would be a game changer for your agency. On the flip side, if you landed five or six of them, you wouldn't have the productive capacity to, de- to deliver at a high level of quality and service might start slipping. Next, think of the clients who are like squeaky wheels. They need a lot of oil. And yes, sometimes with a strategy and a lot of nurturing, they can become good clients because they fit your niche or they buy the services that you like to sell. But ultimately, you over-service these clients. They shout a lot, and they're not that profitable. Next, you've got the tough nuts. These are the question marks. They don't necessarily fit into your niche, and they don't align with your services. Maybe they operate in a market that's on the decline. Revenue is falling with this client, and things aren't looking great. If you really want to get clear on what you do want, Grab this matrix and create your own definitions for each quadrant. Then grab your client list and start plotting where they go. I promise you this is an eye-opening and highly revealing exercise to get clarity on what you do want. It makes sense then that we have to look at what we don't want. Obviously, squeaky wheels and tough nuts. No one wants energy-sapping, morale-sucking vampires. It starts by knowing what those clients look like and really qualifying the leads that come through your door. 
I mean, have you ever taken on a client when your gut instinct was just screaming, don't do it? And here we are six months later trying to not rip your hair out with a project that never ends. I bet you've had a few of those. But like the brand John West, it's the salmon that John West rejects that makes John West salmon the best. And the same is true for clients. You can literally increase your win rate if you stop pitching for every single prospect that comes your way. I'm sure you've got plenty, but let's talk about some red flags to watch out for. RFPs but no meeting? That's a red flag to me. If you've been sent an RFP but you've never met or spoken to the brand and they refuse to have a quick connection call or meeting with you, then you are nothing but a number to them. Often large businesses need to get a set number of quotes for comparison when they already know who their supplier is going to be. So don't be a part of their numbers game. No meeting, no proposal. Just. Those four little letters are so loaded, aren't they? Can you just? This will just take a minute. Just clients will send you briefs late when they've been sitting on them for weeks and they'll ask you to just do this for them like it's nothing. To a just client, you are nothing more than a short order cook, pushing pixels around on a screen. Which brings me on to unrealistic expectations. Very hard to spot in the wild, but sometimes prospects can come across so charming. And when you're in that honeymoon energy of over-delivering, it's hard to set boundaries. More on that one later. But if your prospective client has a deadline and you ask why that specific date is important, be vigilant of their response. No word of a lie, I had a client going on a cruise holiday once and we had to get the job done, which was near impossible. I won't tell you that they didn't want to pay extra either. Next, resisting your terms. If a client isn't taking on board your terms, your processes, and is shoving an NDA in front of your nose before we're even out of the starting blocks, it's time to sit back and let your gut take over. I'm all about being flexible, but you don't roll into your dentist's office telling her how to drill, now do you? Boundaries. 6am on a Saturday morning is no time for a client call. I genuinely had a client who wanted a Saturday morning call to get an update. I would send an email on a Friday evening to try and avoid it, but she would still call me up and expect me to answer. I suggested that she paid extra for that service, which was met with fierce objection. But if a client doesn't expect boundaries, they're not going to respect you and your team. Here's a favorite of mine. When a prospective client and project comes along and it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Check in with your gut and your pre-flight checklist to make sure the client can give you a brief, a budget, reasonable timescale, who's responsible for sign-off, when, how they're going to give you assets and what you need. Go through all of your pre-flight checks because all that glitters isn't gold. Don't miss a step. Ghosting. This one doesn't need any explanation, but if you're going to spend time working on a proposal for someone and then they ghost you, they're going to be a pain in the ass. They're going to take forever to make decisions and they probably won't pay your invoices on time. Having common courtesy and good manners is essential to starting a good client relationship. Next, no vision. I love it when a client says, I'm not sure what I want, but I'll know when I see it. I'm being sarcastic, of course. But if you hear those words, run. A client with no vision can't get you 
or anyone else to buy into it, and they won't be able to give you good feedback. The project will be a shit show, and they'll end up asking for a refund. Ask me how I know. And last but no means least, integrity. And this is a true story. I once took a male employee to a kickoff meeting with a brand new client. For the whole meeting, they addressed Chris and spoke over me. Now that sort of thing didn't usually get through my thick skin, but when they asked us to go back to our office and speak to our boss about a discount on the fees, while I stood up, I ripped up their check and I said, our boss says thanks, but no thanks. God, I wish somebody had filmed it. But the point is, the red flags were there sooner, but I thought I could put it aside in the name of new business. So, you aren't for everybody, and everybody isn't for you, and that is okay. It's time to ask your team what they think makes a great client, and for their red flags too. Having open conversations about this will help your whole agency to attract more of those lovely aligned clients and repel the squeaky wheels and the tough nuts. High five. Thank you for listening to the Growth Code podcast with me, Sean Lennigan. If you're ready to crack the growth code for your agency or consultancy business, then DM me on social media, the word growth, or email hello at workwithshawn.co.uk. Let's see how I can help you navigate this wonderful, crazy journey of being a business owner and pave your path to permanent profits.